0: Welcome to Musings on Faith, a podcast series from St. George Episcopal Church in Lady Lake, Florida. I am Marianne DeSantis, your host and a parishioner at St. George. Today I am talking with the Reverend Ed Bartle and the Reverend Nancy Bryson Deacon, both with St. George, about the healing services that St. George Episcopal Church has resumed. Father Ed, Deacon Nancy, welcome and thank you for talking to us today. Our pleasure. Thank you. My first question is about Jesus' ministry. Know that he performed numerous acts of healing. Why do you think he did this, and what did it prove?
1: Well, Jesus healed for a number of reasons. One, and mainly because it was God's will. But he also healed because he had compassion for the people. And there's example after example of... Him um, feeling the compassion for somebody needing to be healed, um, he healed to fulfill prophecy from what the Old Testament taught. He healed to confirm his messiahship that he was who he told people he was, and he healed to show the power of forgiveness. You know, he gave an example of, with with one of the people, one of the men that he healed. He said, uh, "Your sins are forgiven," and that caused a lot of Controversy with, with the powers, with the um, um, the scribes and the and the Pharisees and so forth, because who is he to say that you're forgiven? And his response was, "What would be easier to do, to say forgiven or to heal? So then, watch me heal." You know, so he, he did that to to prove his power to. to he healed to give the glory to God, just uh, that it was god 's will mm-hmm. and he, he he healed to hopefully to bring people to believe in him you know and several of the healings he would say to the person wanting or the person wanting to be healed, "Do you believe um, do you have faith and then he would say, "Your faith has made you well and so forth but so there was a number of reasons uh, and just one quick example uh, in the ninth chapter of John it talks about the blind man that was born blind and that everybody wanted to know if it was the blind man's sin that was he born blind because of his sin or a pre-existing sin or because of his parents' sin and Jesus said it wasn't any of that that he was uh he was being healed to show that god's work revealed through him um and and so it had nothing to do with who sinned it was Look at the power of Jesus and the power of God. The power of God through Jesus that brought back a sight to this man.
0: Jesus used different ways to heal individuals. Sometimes it was just a spoken word. And then sometimes he touched individuals or he used other methods like putting the mud on the blind man's eyes. Why do you think he chose different methods?
1: I I think each individual uh, called for a different Reason Maybe just, I think, the best way to explain this, you know, if I just say you're healed, then you didn't have to do anything for it, didn't have to work for it. Um, but in the examples in the, in throughout Scripture, when Jesus healed with hands or if somebody touched him or even through remote control, I mean, he healed, he healed the uh, centurion's son and he healed uh, Jairus' daughter and, and never read, and you know, never just that they were healed um, I, I don't know there was, there's the mystery of it is why he chose to do that I think it was just that I can heal any way I want to heal
0: he also commanded his followers to go out and preach uh, the kingdom and you know, preach to the kingdom and heal the sick which was in Luke uh, chapter 9 verse 2 does that mean all individuals are given the power to heal or only or do only certain individuals receive the gift well, i think if you heal. went
1: into the book of uh, first chap- uh, first book of the corinthians you would you would find the answer there because you know paul talks that some were given uh, the gift of healing some the gift of talk some the gift of of what all the different gifts um so do I believe everybody has it? Not necessarily, but I I believe anybody that commits themselves to God um, can be the, can be the conduit for healing, um, and I think we've seen that we've seen healings done by somebody who had no idea that they had the power of healing, and it may have been just for that one time. It's also,
0: um, I guess, when we pray for another person, like absolutely. I think you mentioned earlier. If yeah. I were to pray, even you know, for my husband or for a friend, yeah. that that has some. I think Nancy's
1: witnessed uh, some of these healings as well. And, um, it just, I, I don't know that uh, you have to be given the gift of healing, but the Scripture tells us that's the way it is.
2: There, there are times when you would never expect that it would be your prayer, um, that would have an impact. Uh, so much—it's the power of everyone's prayer that has that impact on a person's healing, and not all the time is a person totally healed. But we've seen instances, particularly people with cancer, and we've prayed uh, with them and and for them and over them um, many times, and their life has been extended. Eventually, maybe leaving us, you know, and, and through death and and. But their life was extended in sometimes a very comfortable way as well, so we've seen that with, with people in our church, and um, it's interesting when you when you do pray with someone if you if there's um, you know if you uh, if you do it through touch, I prayed for a, a woman one day, and I could actually feel uh, the muscles that we were praying about twinge under my hand, it it was an amazing experience. And then when she went to the doctor that week, she had a very good report um, about, um, about her, her mobility, and she told him what had happened to church. And so there, there are very, very unique ways for each individual and, and not all the time does it come to complete healing, but complete healing we look at in a different way yeah. as well. So what, Within the Episcopal Church and at St.
0: George, we have the Order of St. Luke. What is uh, the Order of St. Luke, or OSL, and, and its mission? And I think you had, were going to
2: address this, Nancy. Yeah, thank you. Um, the Order of St. Luke is a Christian healing organization. It, um, uh, it is uh, international at this point and which is absolutely wonderful. And it's composed of healing communities that are dedicated to offering healing prayer in Jesus' name. And all of these communities, some are small, some are larger, they're communities of faith and prayer and worship. We are um, uh, a community here at St. George and our particular community happens to be ecumenical, Uh, that not only do we have Episcopalians in our community, but also Presbyterians and also um, some Roman Catholics. And so it, it really shows the power of, of, of Christ's healing. So we, we come together to learn more uh, about God's healing love and uh, the power of the Holy Spirit so that uh, lives can be transformed and, and bring wholeness uh, to lives. And the mission of OSL is that it empowers God's people everywhere with Jesus' healing ministry. Jesus' ministries were, were uh, they were sent out from 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 the Holy Land as as he sent out his disciples, and so we uh, are also follow that uh, direction that Jesus pointed his original disciples in to, to go and heal, and so it's modeled after his his ministry, which is intended to be part of all disciples' work uh, throughout the entire world. Uh, so we are you know multi denominational, and. Um, the group of people accept uh, the their truths, as written in the Bible, as a, a guide to healing practice. And in the Gospels, we see that Jesus radiated the love of God and the power of His Spirit that healed people, just as Father Ed had said. There were many, many reasons that Jesus did that. And it was really the, the, the love of God and, and that power that uh, God had imparted on Jesus that is continued in that Spirit. So, you know, there were disciples that that went out into the world and and they were given the power by Jesus. Of course, it was God's power through Jesus Mm -hmm. to the disciples and they were given the authority to to drive out demons and and to heal. And OSL also, though, um, affirms uh, medical and behavioral intervention uh, in healing and in bringing people to wellness. So OSL does not uh, think it can absolutely do it alone, mm-hmm. but it affirms the intervention of, of doctors and therapists and psychiatrists and psychologists uh, as, as part of healing. Mm-hmm. And we have some some doctors uh, that uh, are indeed part of a ministry of healing in that way that really believe also in the power of prayer. There are some hospital organizations and corporations that build that into their, their wellness programs and, and 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 their work with people, in in healthful ways, so um, you know they're also the physicians and, and psychiatrists and psychologists, they're all instruments in in which God's healing power comes to God's people.
0: Mm-hmm. It's I noticed. You know, it's the order of Saint Luke, and is that because um, Saint Luke was a physician? Yes that, that that is that is how it has come about. That's that 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 came, correct. One of things, and I brought this up with you all earlier. Um, what if our prayers for healing, um, you know, are not fulfilled? You know, we've all talked about that. We all know people who who believed, you know, that the healing might be enough, but in the end, it, it it wasn't. Uh, does that mean our belief wasn't strong enough? or
1: Not necessarily. So? You, you see, the faith that we talk about to, to get into healing can be, like I said earlier, it could be in the person that's doing the praying for you, a loved one. Mm-hmm. It can be the faith of the person asking. Uh, it can be uh, the lack of faith through whoever's asking But the interesting thing is that sometimes it it just seems that that God wants to manifest his goodness when no one in particular seems to have any faith at all. So uh, there are examples of people being um, healed, even in Scripture, that uh, how do you know if the the centurion's son had any faith, but yet he was healed Mm -hmm. because Jesus sent word for him to be healed. Um, And so although I I think a lot of of people, a lot of experts or whomever will say that faith is necessary because Jesus said, do you have faith? Do you believe that I can heal you? That they feel that's a prerequisite, prerequisite, that you have to have the faith before it'll happen. But I don't think, I think God does whatever he wants to do. And whether you have faith or not, may be important in the larger scheme of things but it doesn't mean that god won't heal you but we don't know why he heals someone not others and that stays that mystery that that's god's doing
0: one of the questions we have here is that is death the ultimate healing
1: i think we can quickly say yes to that because everything that jesus taught was that the final reward you know that when death comes we will we will uh, be in heaven and we will no longer feel pain or hurt or have any anxiety that that will be in all word perfect uh, when we when we reach the heavenly so uh, that's a quick answer I think Nancy, right that's you agree right that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I agree with that too yeah, so some,
2: sometimes it's difficult to think of death as healing mm-hmm. but that's the promise of everlasting life mm-hmm so you know, um we're all gonna go there. The, we we're are, all gonna we be there. Are, right. So 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 there's purpose <laughs> for that.
0: <laughs> Saint George is reinstating uh its healing service. I know we stopped because of COVID for a while. What will it look like And in, in tell tell me a, a little bit about our healing service and how this is going to um, come you know happen in the next few weeks
1: well it's going to be a little different than what we did originally originally we had a healing service on wednesdays and that involved people uh given time to testify testimony of those that were in the process of being healed or knew of healing and then we would just pray over everybody and anoint those that needed to be anointed uh at if they requested but how we're going to handle it now, we're already doing an outdoor service on Thursday, a Eucharist service every Thursday. Well, um, on the first and third Thursdays of the month, starting in June, um, and I think the first one was like June 3rd or something like that, um, we will continue to do the Eucharist um, outside, but at the close of it, um, we will offer um, selective prayers and healing, and then we um, go out and anoint and pray over anyone who needs to be prayed for and we can I'll give you an example Uh, last week we started it we we did a healing service and we had a a young lady who has terminal cancer and a couple of our parishioners and some of her neighbors brought her to the healing service and we we all laid hands on her and just prayed over Um, I'm not gonna punch anybody in the forehead and knock them over (laughs) (laughs) Um, All we're going to do is, if it's within God's will, and if we're saying what he would have us to say, we will lay hands on and anoint those in need of prayer and turn it back over to God Mm because he's the healing source, not us.
0: Are all denominations welcome? Of course. All denominations,
1: non-denominations, we take them all. Atheists, agnostics.
0: (laughs) And you said the next uh, healing service will be next Thursday, actually, not
1: tomorrow, but next Thursday. Thursday.
0: Any last comments? Deacon Nancy, Father Ed,
2: anything else? Uh, If anyone is interested in learning more about OSL, the uh, national website is uh, osltoday.org, and there's a multitude of information there Uh, to to take a look at. There are some wonderful instructional videos uh, that uh, you can download and watch. So if you have any interest, uh, that would be the first point of reference. And also here at St. George, our OSL community meets the first Monday of the month. Uh, So we have a a meeting coming up uh, the first Monday evening at 6 p.m. here in the parish hall if anyone would like to join us. Um, otherwise, uh, that is our last meeting for this year, and we will resume probably in October for the first Monday, but they can always call the church office to inquire about that schedule. And we welcome anyone, whether you're a member of OSL, whether or not you you think you might like to become, or if you would like to come to be our guest, everyone is welcome to sit and, and to, to listen and or participate in, in our, our our program that
1: evening. I think mm-hmm. what, what we forgot to mention, and I think it's important, is that on um, the 10 o'clock service every Sunday, after uh, the parishioners come up for communion, we have uh, Order of St. Luke uh, ministers, for, if you want to call them that, mm-hmm. at the altar rail for those who would like intercessory prayer or special prayer, or, or just to kneel and, and be anointed. So. You can witness that every Sunday at St. George at the 10 o'clock service.
0: Thank you both for being here today and and telling me about the healing services and how this all began. And thank you listeners for giving us your time today. Please subscribe to Musings on Faith and leave us a voice comment by clicking on the link at the bottom of this podcast description. You may also write to us at musingsonfaith at gmail.com. And please keep up with St. George Episcopal Church on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you.